0: Hey leaders, thanks for listening to our podcast. So whether you've had a great year and you're looking forward to that momentum taking you into next year, or you haven't had a great year and you're not exactly sure why, mapping out your direction for next year is super important. And obviously we call that strategic planning. Sometimes though, asking yourselves the questions to reflect on what happened last year and then what you wanna do next year can be really hard. So we created an assessment at compassleadership.coach called the Momentum Map. So if you just go to our website and look for the Momentum Map button, you can click on that and get started right away clarifying where you were last year and what you want to do next year. It's super simple and super easy and gets you moving in the direction that you need to go with clarity. We'll even send you a personalized plan to help you next quarter. So check out compassleadership.coach or click on the link in the description. And now on with the show. Hey, we're back at it. This is Jeremy Yoder with Real Construction Talk. Glad that you are with us today. We're gonna continue our discussion on the three M's, the three things that destroy businesses or why businesses fail. We call them a money problem, a management problem, or a mapping, strategic planning problem. Today we're going down the road of management, and what does that mean? You know, um, last episode we talked about one of those three M's that lead to business failure as money, and what can you do to relieve the money problems, and practically speaking, uh, we began to solve those money problems by number one, knowing your numbers, know them now. And then number two, creating a strategic plan, again, kind of goes to our next M, but a plan with your money, specifically a monthly, quarterly, yearly plan with your money, the projections or pro forma about looking out further. Don't micromanage, though, when it comes to your money. Take, don't take things back over from people that you gave them to already and that you've put into positions. Why? Because if you're doing that, you may have a management problem. <laughs> Where do management problems come from and what do we do with people problems, we might call them also. But a management problem, you, you realize that the onset of management problems are hiring. And you may be saying, well, I can't get good people. It's really hard to find good people. I totally get that. It is a tough work environment right now. No doubt about it. But there are certain practical steps that you can put into place to put your best foot forward to finding the right people. And how do we do that? Well, we got to look internally first, internally in our company and internally in us as leaders. So if you've ever flown or know the presentation that a flight attendant makes before takeoff, one of the things they say is in the event that there is a drop in cabin pressure, bags will fall from the ceiling with oxygen. So please put your own mask on first before assisting others with their masks. Why? (laughs) Because you're no use to anybody if you pass out because you are lacking oxygen while you're trying to help somebody else, before you're securing your mask first. Does that make sense? Like, put your own mask on so you can help somebody else with their problems. So we're gonna raise a hand first before we point fingers at other people. As leaders, we wanna try to solve the system that let somebody fail rather than making an accusation about a person and their character before we have all the information. How do we do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here we go. This is the stuff that I love. I've spent the last 20 years learning about leadership um, and how to grow world-class teams. I've spent... Uh, Time working for small companies, working for larger companies, um, being a contractor for small companies, being a contractor for larger companies, starting my own business, closing my own business, starting another business moving forward and growing things with people also by myself and the things that I've learned from books and seminars and all of the things that I've gone through to try to learn what does it take to be a really, really good leader. I've seen some common things and I hear um, some common things, some interesting similarities in leadership of companies that are wildly successful. And uh, one of the common things is that people love to work there. People love to work at companies that are successful. Now, obviously there, uh, as I say all this stuff, there's always exceptions to the rule, but overall people love to work at these places. So um, there's a brilliant concept, right? Love where you work. Remember that old saying, or maybe you've heard of this at some point, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Man, that just goes to kind of purpose and the things that you really like to do. Because the adage is there that if you're doing things you don't like to do, you're not going to want to do it, right? (laughs) Because most people go to a job that they just don't like. But I'm here to tell you, we can create companies where people really like going there. I suggest this. We can build a company that, and a place that people love to go to work and it doesn't have to feel like work for them. Even if it's not the thing that they've always wanted to do in their lives, we can still create a place that makes them want to stay rather than daydream and plan for their big thing. And here's how we do it. One of the, you know, one of the biggest obstacles in growing a company is getting people to work hard for you. Am I right? Um Job placement is really difficult and productivity is one of the biggest issues that owners run into. Why? Because people get bored and start to hate what they're doing. Um, so what's the solution? Well, we often go to m- different motivational tools, but the two main ones are, are this, the hatchet, if you don't shape up, you're fired, or the money bag. And if you work hard for me, I'll give you more money. So those are the two things we hold in our hands a hatchet and a money bag. But those are only two momentary motivations. Why is that? Let's think about it. The more money you give someone, the more they're going to want. I don't know about you, man, but when my income level goes up, It's pretty easy to raise that income level. Just ask my wife. All of a sudden, we're spending more on things that we wouldn't have spent on. And all of a sudden, now we kind of want more. So, the more you give somebody, the more they're going to live up to that level. And they'll just keep wanting more and wanting more and wanting more. So, the other side of that is firing. And that only works if you actually fire the person. Otherwise, you're just threatening over and over and over. And anyone eventually can see through that false. Motivation, right? So as leaders, our mindset has to change if we're really going to create a company that runs well, you know, like a well-oiled machine with people who are excited to be there and love what they do and who they work for and go above and beyond to make sure things get done, not just to do the bare minimum to get by so they can go home and live their quote unquote real life. No, no, no. Life happens while you work and in work. So in sales, we know that people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. The same is true for a business. People want to work for people that they know, like, and trust. So if you're listening to this and you have somebody that's just, you're not sure about, uh, let's pick on that person a little bit, just in your mind. So, Think about the person that's just really hard to work with, or that you're having issues with, or or maybe a couple people, Um, and let's ask this question to ourselves. Do they really know, like, and trust you as a leader? Now, if you're not their direct leadership, what about their direct leadership? Do they know, like, and trust their direct leadership? Or is it a one out of three? They know them, but they don't really like and trust them. Well, or maybe they know and like them, but they don't really trust them. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You can't be one out of three or two out of three. What you have to do is make this a three out of three. Leader, listen, go out of your way to make sure that this happens and watch the fruit of this grow. It, it and if it doesn't grow uh, well now you just may have a bad apple <laughs> you but you have to make the move you have to take responsibility of hire because you you'd hired them you put them in the position right so you have to go out of your way to do everything you can to build a no like and trust factor first so that they'll follow you and the vision that you lay out and I mean vision here because Interpersonal problems or or people problems sometimes stem from lack of communication because that's a lack of vision. And let me explain. If somebody knows exactly what they're supposed to do and why they're supposed to do it, they're probably going to get it done. Any self-respecting person. And they're, they're highly likely to do it. But if somebody doesn't do something that they know what to do, they've been communicated well with... And they just refuse to do it. Well, now there's an authority issue or there is a, a problem. Are they in the right seat? Do they know how to do it? A lot of things start to pile up there. So knowing what to do is the biggest part. Because if you have the right people in the seats, they'll know how to do it. Um, you're just telling them what to do and when to go do it. So what does this mean for a leader? If you communicate well and lay out the why and they know, like, and trust you, your vision is going to get carried out. And if you give your vision well, people are going to give up their vision for your vision. That just means that people will look at what you're doing as something more important than what they thought they were going to do. So like a Steve Jobs when he says, you know, hey, we're we I want you guys to come to work for me and we're going to build phones. There are people are like, "Oh, great." But if he says, "We're going to change the world through a commun- new a communication style." Well, that's a bigger vision. Like I can get behind that. That's what I'm talking about. So your main objective as a leader is to cast vision and communicate what to do to the best of your ability. It's your vision and how you express it. Always bring things back to why. And honestly, I learned this the hard way, as we often do. I was in a position where I led about 50 people for a company and my first major instance where I had to step up as a leader and make some decisions. So, and it's in the context of being with a bunch of other people in a kind of a team environment. Uh, I, I made some pretty harsh heavy statements about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and, um, and 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 turned down some people and they had ideas about which way we should go let's just say I didn't it didn't go over well <laughs> and some people decided on that team that they never wanted to come back and sit under my leadership again or be with me as a leader again. And that turned into a long conversation with my direct report. And that turned into, I could possibly lose my position. Yikes. And this is, you know, this is no joke. Uh, it was really hard to take that step back and go, man, I I didn't communicate that well. So what was my big thing? I, I didn't cast vision for where we were going in this predicament or this situation that I was leading. I didn't, understand fully where we wanted to go myself. See, that's on me. I raise a hand and say I didn't know where we were going. So I couldn't cast vision or leadership in that way. So we're getting, you know, to the end of the year here. Maybe you need to get alone. Maybe you need to go think about this for a little while. What does the next year really, really look like? Do your strategic planning so you can create a vision about where you're going to go next year. Now, it was a stupid thing in hindsight. I was really trying to assert my authority by making decisions and shutting other people down when they had an idea or maybe a, a different idea than I had, instead of just hearing them out. You know, hearing somebody gives them the ability to recognize that you care about them. You know, um, there are basic needs in every human relationship, and two of them are to be seen and heard. If someone feels like they have been seen or they have been heard, they feel ca- they feel cared for. Uh, and that's up to us as leaders to make sure that people feel seen and heard. Not that we have to let people make decisions with us or for us, but we can at least hear them out. So manager, leader, <laughs> how are you doing with that? Are people under your leadership feeling cared for? Do they know, like, and trust you? Have you given and communicated your vision for what you're doing next in a clear way so that your vision trumps their vision? It's time to step up as a leader. If you're really struggling with allowing people to to be seen and heard or giving your vision or helping them to know, like, and trust you, here are a couple tips. Number one. Seek to understand before being understood. Really say to yourself, am I listening to them first before telling them what to do? Listen more than you speak. That's number two. Listen more than you speak. Take time. You have two ears and one mouth. Use it that way. (laughs) Right, leader? And number three, become interested in people and their why behind what they're saying. Not just what they're saying, but the why behind it. Become interested. Care for them. Number four, tell people that you hear what they're saying, and then maybe re- even repeat something that you heard them say. Just those steps alone will really begin to build the no like, and trust factor People will feel heard and seen from you. And I guarantee they'll want to follow you deeper into your vision. Just a few things to help you get started. And that's what we do. Hopefully this was really good for you. Uh, putting our own mask first on here uh, for your own leadership, um, self-management is what we call it. And on our next podcast, we're going to dive into people management, to the management of your team, the management of your, your company. And that has to do with people, obviously, because you just can't do this thing by yourself. And what do you do when you have a bad apple? How do you not get bad apples on your team? And how do you find great people to work for you? We're going to talk about that in our next podcast. So join us then at Real Construction Talk. Glad you were here today. Again, have a great day and keep it moving, guys. Talk soon.